Let's face it, people have different sleep needs. While you love your partner, sleeping next to them might not always be the most comfortable. Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Maybe you prefer a firmer mattress and your partner needs something softer. Because of the individualized comfort that you get from Sleep Number Smart Beds, you and your partner will sleep better together. All Sleep Number Smart Beds feature cooling, pressure-relieving comfort layers for soothing sleep throughout the night. And their temperature balancing bedding is designed to move heat and moisture away when you're hot. When you're cool, they hold their energy to help warm you. The smart beds even automatically respond and adjust to your movements so you sleep comfortably all night long. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards only at a sleep number store or sleepnumber.com you're the mom the maid the keeper of the cookies you do it all and you look good doing it it's parenthood on a mother level here's your host denise hanitka hey everybody it's on a mother level i'm denise thanks so much for joining us for another week on the podcast We are celebrating this week because three of the cutest, sweetest, baldest little babies are turning one year old this week. They are the Licked Triplets. Katie Licked joining me once again today. So if you have not heard her story the first time, go back and listen to episode 13. It's called Licked Triplets. We go deep into how she conceived the babies, the eight-year fertility struggle, the delivery, the first three months, an extended NICU stay, and the humbling moment of buying a minivan. Hmm. If you have not heard that episode, I still think you can enjoy this one because we talk about this universal concept of the first year flying by. We all know that. The strain of quarantine on the whole family, we all know that. But in Katie's case, spoiler alert, she did not leave the house for 37 days. So we talked about her very first outing and what food she had to go get. As you listen, I want you to really just create this mental picture in your head, okay? I'm sitting there at Katie's kitchen table in her immaculate home. It's all quiet in there. And there I am with my microphones and my little setup. And I just have lipstick smeared all over my teeth because that is what life is like for me right now. And you know when you walk out to your car and you look in your rearview mirror and realize the horrifying, humiliating um, situation that just is your life in general. Um, that was that was me this week. So I clearly cannot get it together. Maybe you can't either. But hey, we're in it together. I'm here for you. We are on a mother level. And to that end, please share the podcast on a mother level with a friend. We're closing in on one year of doing this show. Your recommendations, spreading the word, offering topic ideas, It's meant everything to me, and it's how we keep going and how we keep growing. So, yes, almost a year. It's pretty cool. So here we go. Please welcome Katie Licht. Oh, that's even today. Look, (laughs) do you know how many times I've not worn sweatpants or shorts, sports shorts, this whole time? And like four months, and here I am in a dress. See, does it feel good? Do you feel human? You know, a little bit. It's a little tighter than I would like. (laughs) What can you do? 
Hey, that's what quarantine's all about. <laughs> the quarantine 15 is real. Oh, I still laugh about like going to put on jeans and spraying that fabric release, the Febreze fabric release to make them stretch a little bit more so that they're a little bit more comfortable. Stretch it out a little bit before you walk out the door as it's drying. <laughs> well, regardless, it's got to be a lot different than the pictures that you just posted this morning or maybe it was last night, month by month of how your belly grew. Was that crazy to see those again, those pictures? Yes. I forgot how big I was. I don't know how. I think I blocked it out of my mind because let's be honest, that was pretty big by the end. But at the beginning of it, like the March picture, I think it was like March, April, May, June. Yes, it was. Um, I thought that I was like felt pretty big in March. And every time that I go back and look at those pictures and think, oh, like, look at that bump picture at the beginning. I had no idea what I was in for. So yes, my belly was just out there but right before I mean it was a few days away and I had the babies so so at this time last year you were waiting and you had your van ready Mm -hmm. and the baby's rooms were ready what what do you think about when you think about this time last year you were days away from welcoming the triplets I I just had no idea what I was in for. Like, and I would say these things and how I thought things were going to go and you, you just have no idea. And people say that, they're like, oh, you say even like the, my kids will never do that or my kids will never be like that. I, they haven't even been here a year and I've like hit 15 of those things, so at least. But would you say this year has gone by quick or slow or? The quick, absolutely. Yeah, really? Yeah. I, like you said, just pictures pop up on my time hop and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's already been a year, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, which again, I, I just, I needed to listen to people a little bit more before I think, and people would say, it's gonna go so quick. And I didn't believe them. Um, I shouldn't say I didn't believe them. I just had no idea how much of a reality that is. So yeah. here we are almost a year later and they're buzzing around. <laughs> so. <laughs> so we have these three little people I'm going to give you a moment to just like brag on each of them individually and tell me just like, what can you tell about their personality right off the bat? You want to start with Dominic? Sure. So he, (laughs) which it's funny, I think I said that he was the most laid back in the episode that we recorded before. Yeah. yeah. He's not the most laid back. Really? He's actually, he's very determined and he's very like, he gets his mind kind of set and that's the way that he would like it done. Um, but he, which will serve him great later in life. It'll be wonderful as a little toddler now wanting to get into things and whatever. It's not the greatest um, parenting (laughs) moments, I think, but maybe it is. But um, he is just the sweetest little boy though. He gets this goofiest smile on his face and he laughs out loud. He loves to sing, um, which we, since they were little have been, they've been fascinated with the greatest showman. Um, which is just a whole nother story, but he will sit there and like sing along and he's not singing like the words, obviously, but he, as soon as music comes on now to anything, um, will just start kind of singing and dancing a little bit. They kind of shake their heads back and forth and we laugh that they're whipping their hair back and forth. So what they have, they're very bald. They really don't have any hair, but we pretend so. They're just the baldest little baby. They are. I love it so much. 
At least it makes it a little bit easier wiping the food off of their hair. Like I could just get it with a washcloth still. So that's nice. But um, yeah, he just, he gets the goofiest little smile, loves his mama. He's a mama's boy. So I enjoy that a little bit. But um, let's see, Lincoln, he, I feel like is the thinker. He likes to watch how things work and will um, kind of do things a couple of times to get the hang of it. Like he focuses a little bit. He loves books. He's obsessed with a puppy book that I could recite for you now, but I, I won't. Um, he'll like bring it over and throw it at you and you'll read it. And then he'll like sit there and look at you when you're done and I'll hand it back to him and then he'll throw it back at me. So um, He's, he's the thinker and he has, I mean, he also just, all of them have the cutest little smiles. Um, he gets kind of, my mom talks about it, he has a, a glint in his eye that is a little devious sometimes. <laughs> um, and he kind of gets the cause and effect things. So um, Callie is, that girl is a daredevil. She is one who loves to climb up on things. Um, she will try and jump head first off the couch so we have to watch her but she just um she's a little daredevil she um is the sweetest when you go and get her out of bed um she'll just kind of look up at you and she knows to throw her pacifier down so it's very like animated <laughs> when she throws her pacifier down and looks up and smiles so that you can get her out of her crib for her nap. um i the other day had her caught her playing peekaboo with herself um, oh, so she was just sitting in the living room, that, not really looking at anyone. She kept putting the blanket over her head, and then she, she'd whip it down. And then <laughs> she'd put her blanket over her head, and she'd rip it down. And I finally started saying, oh, peekaboo. And she started laughing. She thought it was the greatest thing. So um, they're starting to communicate a little bit more. So that was one way that she was able to get a laugh. And hopefully she brings much more, many more laughs. So. Oh, I'm sure she will. Um, okay, so um, I'm trying not to bounce around here too much, but but so developmentally, they're all walking, all three of them, mm -hmm. chattering a little bit. A little bit, yeah. yes. So what's interesting is when I've been watching your Instagram page and stuff, it seemed like they all were doing the same things about on the same timetable. Was that kind of interesting for you? They 100% would watch each other. Yeah. Um, and Lincoln was the first person who would roll, um, and the other two kind of started. Um, Callie, in the respect of like the gross motor stuff, she was kind of like the sleeper. Like you would see the boys trying to do it more so, kind of stumbling, but she would sit there and watch, and you would think that, you know, she just wasn't ready yet um, with like crawling. She was the first one to crawl all of a sudden like you look over and she just took off um so it was like she had to study it a little okay. bit first and then she just like when she decided <laughs> she <laughs> just went for it um same so dominic um was kind of taking some steps at first um and lincoln still pulling himself up callie would kind of stand on her own um but then all of a sudden like she just took off and she was the first one who used walking as like the main like form of transportation i okay. guess the boys would take a couple steps and then crawl but she has been walking the longest okay interesting um, most consistently i guess i guess so yeah they pay attention i almost think that a little bit of it is a competition too they seem to be a little competitive so yeah. <laughs> um 
whatever <laughs> works if they're gym. going <laughs> yeah we laugh it sometimes they'll take like pacifiers out of each other's each other's mouths they're very with it um and like the other one you know one will have the pacifier in their mouth another kid will walk over take it and then they'll grab a different kid's pacifier like it just goes around and i'm like okay so survival of the fittest we'll yeah see, we'll see what happens here so maybe i don't i don't maybe that will be some lifelong skills that they can use to the was <laughs> out there so can you tell um the way that they interact with one another like two of them were buddies or like do they gang up on each other like what is it like watching the three of them interact so Lincoln and Callie seem to kind of hang or just be in the same space I think more so they do really well with being all together um Dominic is sometimes like a tank he just comes right on through <laughs> and goes for what he wants and kind of acts everything else out of the way um but they'll all three play pretty well together. Um, and I would say that it's not a consistent, like who's sitting next to who. It might be for a couple hours that mm -hmm. it's a little consistent. It kind of changes. So um, one of the nurses said that they had heard that depending on where the babies were in your stomach, in utero, yeah. um, that those babies sometimes were closer just because of how they were, yeah. you know, as they were. So does that jive then? Do, were Lincoln and Callie like? I mean, Callie was, <laughs> they, Callie and Dominic would always fight over space. Okay. So maybe that does jive a little bit. Um, and Lincoln was just kind of off on his own a little bit. Um, so it does a little bit. Okay. Um, I was like, maybe we'll see it more as they get older. And sure. you know, come with more of what they like and don't like. Maybe we'll notice that more, but yeah. at this point, not as much. Um, they do pretty well all in the same area, though. Yeah. Um, and they somewhat share. We've been really trying to work on that. I think that's the hardest thing because one kid just sees what the other has and says, oh, yeah. all right, I would like that, and they take it. Um, so the survival of the fittest mentality right. is not paying off. So we're working on sharing. Um, yeah, we're working on sharing at our house, too. Abram is not an ace sharer. Do you have any tips for that? Because it's not. No, because it's it's purely what you said. One sees what the other has and the interest level is suddenly there. That same toy has been in the same spot on the floor, perhaps for weeks, you know? <laughs> but it's only until somebody grabs it that somebody's interested. Right. And, you know, especially because they're so different in age, they, you know, Abe can really like rip out of hands and he can really bully him if he wants to. But then sometimes we're, we try to be careful not to always blame him for whatever scuffle has mm -hmm. taken place because, you know, Everett can get in there and mix it up just the same. So we try not to just always make it Abe's fault, even though he's the big one and probably did it. <laughs> there are two people in this situation. Right. I get it. Right? I Definitely it. takes two to tango. <laughs> but yeah, it is hard. Um, even Everett being 16 months, it's truly hard to figure out what his personality actually is. You know what I mean? So I know some of these questions, it's like, I don't know, lady, he's a year old. <laughs> <laughs> can you tell... Um, can you tell any like automatic differences between boy and girl just having them be 
developing next to each other, the same age, same house, same everything. Can you tell those differences? Even in the NICU, it seemed like Callie, Callie kind of would move through things quicker. Um, I mean, when you look at like Callie and Dominic, Callie needed more medically than Dominic did. Um, but she still caught up with him pretty quick. Okay. Um, Lincoln and Callie both needed oxygen when they were in the NICU, uh, and Callie came off of hers faster. She didn't send like the codes that have the breathing spells like Lincoln did. She got over them a little bit faster. Um, and they talked about how, yeah, it's because she's a girl. Interesting. Um, I think the whole where we've kind of watched and it seemed like Kelly like the little sleeper like just watching in the background and then all of a sudden we'll get it I think that it you know it kind of held true to what they had told us when we were yeah. in the hospital so um just and I mean de developmentally that way she's our talker which I know some of these are like just general things that you you know associate with gender and whatever but um she has been seems like she has a lot to say i okay. guess <laughs> um, hasn't necessarily said the words um but she does the jibber jabber yeah um the boys actually said like mama and dad at first but as soon as that girl decided she wanted to say it said it clear as day like over and over and would associate like this is mama this is dad yeah so, and oh. she is a danny's girl so <laughs> i have some mama's boys and daddy's girl oh, that's Yes. <laughs> Where are they at, like, medically right now? So when you, you had them, remind me, how many weeks were they? 34. Okay. So what does the year look like when you have, um, you know, premature babies? Like, how often were they going for checkups? And then how did that change when the quarantine stuff happened? So we started out having access to a visiting nurse. Um, a lot of that was through the University of Iowa just because they were um, at risk for developmental delays. And they look at, you know, the fact that they were preemies, they had low birth weights, and just that they were a triplet. I mean, that automatically kind of puts them yeah. in that category, you know? Um, so we had access to the visiting nurse to come and she came two times a week at first and then one time a week eventually that faded out and she would talk with our like local doctor here um which she advocated for us for some different things that we you know would always kind of be like yeah like we're a little worried about it but no one else really seems worried about it um kelly had some like stomach issues um and we figured out that she was a, just a little sensitive to lactose um so she we were very thankful that the visiting nurse had come here and she was like no this isn't okay like you I'm gonna call the doctor we'll get an appointment scheduled and hopefully you know we could get in that day at that point no quarantine stuff was going right. on it was just at the beginning you know um at four months we went back out to Iowa City um for like an at-risk follow-up um and generally through this whole time we were able to go to our local doctor to do like the vac vaccines and stuff on their normal like routine of appointments. Um, at four months, we went out to Iowa City for our first at-risk follow-up with the clinic that they have. Um, and they look at all of like gross motor stuff. They do a physical exam, of course, and check weight and um, like the length and the um, head circumference and that sort of thing, mm -hmm. just to make sure that they're on track. 
Um, and then they look at some different developmental stuff, which at four months it looked a little bit different than it did at this. We just went when they were, I mean, a couple weeks ago. Okay. Um, so they just look for different things developmentally and where they're at. Um, this last one that we were able to just go to out in Iowa City, they looked at like their communication skills and how they express themselves and how they interpret what we're saying. Um, they look at cognitive things. They look at their gross motor, their fine motor, um, and just like their emotional state, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, they just have a couple of different tools that they use to survey where they're at. Um, luckily, they all came out where they were supposed to. That's um, so that was very good. Um, we, Dominic is my, he's my sensitive boy. Um, so he, you know, is one of those little kiddos who wants mom in new situations. I think I've really kind of figured out that it's when he doesn't know what's expected. Mm -hmm. um, for example, Joey had the leaf blower out and was running the leaf blower and Dominic was just crying, crying, crying. But then we were all sitting out on the deck and the leaf blower was sitting on the deck. Dominic went over to it on his own and like stood by it. So that was fine, you know. <laughs> And then he started pushing the buttons and he figured out how it worked and then he was fine with it because he would turn it on himself so okay. it's almost like the unexpected like if we go to a new place and there are people there you know that he might not know he gets very wants mom <laughs> he gets very worked up about it um and i, I mean i think he might get some of that from me so he, you're welcome dom <laughs> I feel you, buddy, but um, there are just some different things that I see in the kids that I'm like, oh, I'm sorry <laughs> that came from me. Um, but yeah, so he was a little close on that, and they gave us the option that um, we could maybe bring him back in to, you know, see him on his own to kind of focus. It's a little hard when you have three, oh, absolutely. you know, we had a team of three nurse practitioners in there doing the assessment on each of the kids as we're, you know, trying to fill out some questionnaires. and. Um, we found out also they have a little bit of a hard time focusing on something in front of them, which makes sense. I mean, yeah. when you have two other people in a living room with you playing with toys, you're going to go and see what they're doing. And, right. Uh, so that's kind of what was happening. And the appointment, too, one person would be, you know, listening to a bell chime and the other kids would be like, oh, what's going on over there? So yeah. we're going to work on focus here. <laughs> we learned that from the appointment. But, um, yeah, so it's just... It's been nice having to, or having the opportunity to have them kind of checked out. Um, I think it, we walked away with like a list of things to kind of work on mm -hmm. and, you know, pointing to stuff in books and saying what they are and stacking things and using your problem solving skills to get something out of another thing. Um, and I, I don't know if you've ever felt this way, but I, I feel like there's a little bit of a pressure. like. And I, people have talked about it, you know, like you look at how, what your kid's doing and then you look at other kids and what oh, they're doing. Um, and you're like, oh, you know, that kid's one years old and they're rattling off full sentences. And right. I'm like, my kids are saying some things, but they aren't doing that yet. And is there something wrong? You know, like yeah. trying to figure out if I'm doing something wrong. And um, I just think that there is sometimes a pressure yeah. that's out there. Well, I mean, it's it's everybody all the time you're always comparing always mm -hmm. you know looking at the differences and um like in our case we have 
um, our nephew just turned one in June. And so he's, you know, four or five months um, younger than Everett. But yeah, he was doing things before Everett, you know, in some cases, and then other, other things are, you know, to be right on track. But then you have Abram, who you're like, well, it doesn't matter what happened two years ago, because here's where he is now, and it doesn't really matter. Sure. You know what I mean? Like that um, long term. Yeah, and it's fun even trying to remember the differences between Abram and Everett, because I remember when we went to Abe's 18-month appointment, he still really wasn't saying any words. And, you know, the, the pediatrician was like, well, we can do a therapy. And I'm like, no, like, give this kid a minute. Um, and then the nurse lady was like, no, 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 he's like, I think he's fine because they gave him credit for make, making animal noises. So he didn't say any words, but he had all like this whole like sound effect lineup of animal noises. Everett, he knows no animal noises, but he says all the words mm-hmm. and earlier than Abe ever did. So, but I guarantee in two years, Everett's not going to be any differently developed than Abe. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, you think about it all the time. Yeah. Like, oh, maybe something and, wrong with yeah. your ears. Like, is <laughs> I don't, like, you know, what what's going on? Um, And I, we did have a little gathering for their birthday this last yeah. weekend. Um, and, you know, it was a lot of the same people who we've seen in this little quarantine, like, you know, grandpa, grandma, those sorts of things. Um, those types of people, I should say. Um, and Dominic didn't cry the whole time. Like, if yeah. we go to grandma and papa's house, he might cry the whole time if I'm not holding him. But we were out in our shop, you know, and... Um, grandma and papa were there and holding him and he was absolutely fine so yeah. i think it was more of a he knew what to kind of expect he was at, he felt safe and that's what i try to you know go back to like i know i need to make him feel safe in order to yeah. grow from this but then in the back of my mind i'm like oh am i am i making him feel too safe is he gonna need mama sure. like this forever um i just i feel like as a new mom there's a lot of pressure with with that and trying to figure out how, how you're supposed to be, but for sure, um, for sure, oh yeah. And I think we felt a lot of pressure too, um, coming off of like the NICU experience. The doctor was like, "Don't be around groups of people for three months," and then we went to their four month appointment at our pediatrician, and you know, I said they told us don't go around groups of people for three months, like, and we're, we were rolling into the holiday season. Um, and he was like, honestly, I wouldn't, RSV is very bad this year. Like, and babies get really, like, we've seen some really sick babies already. Like I really wouldn't. So we really didn't do any big Christmases or anything. Um, got through that season and then rolled right into quarantine. So it's been, it it really hasn't been much of a change, you know, for going from the NICU life straight through to quarantine. Um, just because of what the doctors had kind of told us, but in a, you know, there are people out there like, well, no, they have to be out there. They need to get exposed to stuff, which I agree with. Right. But if they get exposed to something and get super, super sick, I'm going to feel really guilty that I didn't listen to what that doctor said. Right. You know what I mean? Um, so we're just trying to balance all of that. Um, and I mean, we can look at what other people are saying in the end. I think the kids are still going to be okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And you know, that might be part of with Dominic being my sensory emotional 
kid mm -hmm. um he hasn't had exposure to being in huge groups of people right. like walking going to all these new places and um which we i mean we aren't going to all these new places like right. we count grandma and papa's but um so maybe just with time like you said maybe if you just give it a minute yeah. like things will be okay yeah and my husband likes to say you know it is what it is things will be fine and i sometimes spin out a little <laughs> a little yeah. bit ahead of that of like oh but what about this you know project on what the future is going to be right how my adult children are going to act because of these <laughs> moments but i just need to simmer down they'll be fine <laughs> so um on that topic just the other day my husband and i were talking because I remember when Abe was Everett's age, we would take him all kinds of places because we just wanted him to learn like about being in public and, you know, just like get him exposed to stuff so that if we took him to a restaurant, sure. he would be able to sit for an hour and stuff like that. And we talked about how Everett's not getting that same training, mm -hmm. you know? Honestly, one of my favorite things is taking my kids to the grocery store just I just feel like it's a fun place to look at colors and we can talk a little bit about money and you know just little kid chatter but I have not done that since February March mm -hmm. um, and I don't have any plans to take them to the grocery store and so like I think that kind of stinks you know I do want them out in the world but it's like why why would i why would i do that right you know and i feel bad for you know there are some parents who have no choice and have to take their kid to the grocery store like i'm grateful that i can make that choice um but yeah it does stink because i want i really want the them out exposure there exposure to yeah. all of the new things and yeah everett will not like get that restaurant training that we did and you know even just sitting in the cart and being able to ride around for an hour. Mm. I just think that's really important stuff where this is what we do here. This, we're quiet here, we're loud here, mm -hmm. we, you know? I think that's important, like developmental stuff. And yeah, I'm bummed that they can't be a part of it. And then, you know, and I don't have any um, beyond the normal, I don't have any extra reasons to be afraid of their health. So I can only imagine for you, you know, you are more like super protective of their health, you know? Yeah, and just the, we realized every time that we were getting in the car was to go to the doctor and just that association we ended up being like oh we maybe need to try and go to a couple of different places and we've done it like i can count on one hand how many other places yeah you know that they've been um but even to get into like the stroller like the only time when it was cold out still that they would get in the stroller would be when we were going to go in and maybe get shots or go you know yeah and i'm like well when it gets nicer we'll go for some walks but um and like you said the training in the restaurant which i that was one of the things that i said when i was pregnant like oh i want to like we just need to do it we just need to try it yeah um and now, like, I look at them eating in their high chairs, and our big <laughs> thing right now is, and now I have two of them that are doing it. They're putting their feet on their trays. Like, get that foot down. We do not do that. Um, and, I, and, I mean, Dominic is one where he will put his foot down, and he'll look at you. He'll be like, I want to put my foot up there, and then it will go back up there. He's the same way with, that's what I say, he's a determined one. <laughs> You tell him no for the trash can, and he will take his hand away, but then he'll look at the trash can, and he'll look at you, and he'll reach back to the trash can. <laughs> um, I think a little bit of it, too, since I haven't had the practice with bringing them places. Like, now I'm on that side of things, too, yeah. where I 
to think about how much stuff, and I'm sure I don't need all of this stuff, you know what I mean? Um, But to think about how I need to train myself to be in the routine of things to take them places. Like I haven't really done that. So I'm working working on that for trying to grow a little bit. Well, thankfully, so when you're a high school counselor, so when did you come home like for good? Was that like mid-March? It was March 13th. Okay. Um, so spring break was March 13th, um, which up until last Thursday, I had not been into a store since March 13th. Holy smokes. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Um, and I didn't leave the house for 37 days. And I, it ended up being like a goal. Like I, 37 <laughs> is one of those numbers that I throw out there when I'm like being sarcastic about like, oh my God, yeah, I said it 37 times. Right. You know, so it got to a point where I was like, no, I'm staying here for 30. I mean, once you hit like 30, what's yeah. another seven days? <laughs> um, so what was the first outing on day 37? Or we, that would be day 38. <laughs> so I went and picked up Olive Garden for my, I went oh. and got lunch and that was my choice. I wanted some breadsticks. I'm a bread pasta person. Yeah. So that's, I brought it home for my, my parents came over and watched the kids um, and brought them home some Olive Garden as well. So that was the big, the big outing. Um, they didn't leave for, I mean, probably another month or two, even after yeah. that, I feel like. We have got. We did go on walks, so I would joke like we had made it to the end of our like little frontage road out there um, to at least get outside a little bit, yeah, and get some experiences that way. And just thinking about like all of the stuff, like you said, you, that you can learn in the grocery store. Like you can learn what different items are. You can learn yeah. all of this stuff. These guys haven't had that mm-hmm. exposure, so trying to just be outside and look. Here's a bird. Like, yeah. And you know, you do the whole point and bird. Can you say bird? Like, at least I guess I'm not in public sounding like that right now. So that's a plus. But. Um, yeah, I honestly, I cannot imagine the day that I will decide that the kids can go to the grocery store again. I mean, even Hy-Vee now, which has overall been just, it's just so different because we're in Iowa that's been more relaxed just in general. Um, and you know, the Hy-Vee doesn't require masks or anything like that, but they've been one person to a cart since the beginning and their sign, the one person to a cart sign is still up. So I don't know when they would just magically drop that requirement right. and they're not checking you at the door, but I don't know. I'm just like, uh, I just don't need to, I just don't need to bring him anywhere. Although Turner did take a, the other day. Um, to the fireworks tent. Oh. <laughs> so we did get to do that, which I'm sure that was a um, a fun experience for him. But but yeah, so I guess that's the only real thing that he's done as of late, the fireworks tent. Yeah. <laughs> Things to look forward to. That sounds like it's going to be fun here in a few, oh, in a few days. So um, your husband kept working? Yes. So that whole experience was really tough at first okay I was working from home Um, I'm a school counselor at North so and just what that looked like it turned into a lot of checking graduation requirements and that sort of thing because they changed um, once they decided that we were not going back Um, and it was hard I went through a time period where I felt like I wasn't really doing anything well Um, and sometimes I'm a little bit of a perfectionist and I felt like you know, I had this training that I had to do for work and normally I would like 
invest myself in that and really try to figure it out. Um, but at the same time, and my mom would come over and watch the kids, um, you know, for an hour or two and it was great. But as I'm like trying to do this training, I'm also trying to take care of these three kids. And yeah, I just, I really had a hard time because I felt like I wasn't doing either one well. Um, I felt like I wasn't really there for the kids and I felt like I wasn't doing my work well. Um, so to try to sort through that was a little difficult for me. Um, we had some meetings um, that we do through Zoom and that sort of thing. And we would try to reach out to kids as much as we could. Uh, kids, students still are not allowed in the building. So, you know, and school's out at this point. Um, so I was home. My husband is a, works for a John Deere implement dealership. Um, he's the parts manager. And he, I mean, it was right during cleaning season. You, I, farming makes the world go round. It's like you can't shut yeah. down all of these places while they're trying to get crops in. Um, so he actually was kind of more on the front lines of things, which then for probably two weeks, he would come home, he would like wave to the kids and then he would, you know, go down to the basement and like everything was in the basement for him. Okay. So, and again, maybe a little extreme, but when everything first started unraveling, like I don't think anyone really knew how extreme to take mm -hmm. this. And it's a very real thing, um, especially when looking and having to think about your kid's health. And I know he had said like, because I, I would be like, you know, they say that this is going to go on for a long time. I don't know that we can sustain this because, mm -hmm. you know, I was up here doing it on my own, which was interesting. We figured it out. It's much easier with him around um, to help out. But um, yeah, he eventually, he told me, he's like, I would just feel terrible if one of these kids gets sick. And it's, they say, you know, it's not as bad for kids. Um, but my parents help out all the time mm -hmm. and I, I mean I my dad just came off of chemo within the last year and yeah. what they told him that his immune system seemed to be doing well and whatever but you know where is that line that you draw to not make other people sick but to still be involved yeah it, it's, and I still don't know the right answer I still yeah. don't know if we should have had the little gathering with grandparents and a few aunts and uncles that we had this last weekend um so just trying to navigate that eventually it became a routine where my husband would come home and go to the basement and shower right away all of his clothes and shoes and everything stayed in the basement um his work also put in some more precautions um to try and help with everything but um which made all of us feel a little bit more comfortable with what was going on. Mm -hmm. um, and now we have daddy back for yeah. when he comes in the house, you know. Um, but that really complicates your relationship. That's a totally new dynamic. I feel like everybody I know, especially who's married and has kids, young kids are like redefining roles. And it's been a really big challenge, I think, for everybody. I, yeah. It's, like I said, just realizing what not having him here meant for, mm -hmm. and even like just my sleep, like <laughs> that, you yeah. know, those little sorts of things that I was obviously taking for granted when he was up here and, mm -hmm. you know, with us all the time, um, trying to do bedtime with the three of them, which I remember at first I was like, yeah, you know, 
it's not that much of a difference having three than it is one, I'm sure. I, you know, the, these three are my only three children and I just, just would say, you know, it just takes a little bit longer and I don't know what I was thinking when I would say those <laughs> things. I don't completely. Uh, there's been a little shock where I felt that there's three. Sometimes it, it was during the night too. I had some of those a little earlier on where both Joey and I would, you know, get one kid down and then the next baby would be awake and needing things. Um, eventually they started to sleep more and more throughout the night. So that was yeah. nice. But even I think the biggest one of the things that I really felt that there were three was like when they started moving, which everyone will be like, well, yeah, duh. <laughs> but like when they first learned how to sit up, that while they were going through that process, they would kind of topple over and cry. And I would look around and be like, what's happening right now? I have criers everywhere. Yeah. Um, but then they like learn to stand and then there's a little bit more of a height that they kind of fall before they learn how to fall when they're standing right. and then they learn to walk and then they have some momentum and they you know might go crashing down and I felt like at one point there were just like little kids crashing into everything and <laughs> crying and I there were multiple times where I'd be like what's happening um so yeah just some sometimes where I really really felt like there oh gosh there are three kids here yeah so well because it's not like it was simple when they were infants I mean your routine was you you made it as simple as it possibly could be you know what i mean when you were like this one here this one here this one here prop 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 you know like you had that down to a science so it's not like that was simple but at least they stayed where you put them mm -hmm. right <laughs> well know? and you get into that great routine and then it's like all of a sudden now we're starting solids and now here's this whole new routine and like i just remember saying that like i finally got the napping routine down and then it was time where they like maybe were getting too much sleep during the day so we needed to try and stretch them a little bit more okay. and i'd be like no we just got this schedule down i don't want like i don't want to change again um but i'm it is it is what it is that's i don't know why yeah. i thought that wouldn't happen i just found comfort in getting a routine and yeah having kids kind of throws your routine off as they get a little bit older. So. Yeah. Going back to the relationship dynamic, one thing that I discovered in, through this quarantine period is, so you know, I used to work nights. So when we, when they sent us home, they just kept me on the five o'clock just to simplify things and just divide the work a little bit. So um, I was only doing the five o'clock. So now at 5.30, I take my microphone off and I go upstairs and I'm parenting like that. There's no drive home from work. There's no buffer zone of any kind. So you go upstairs, you're automatically parenting. And I'm doing this thing alongside Turner who had been doing it alone for a really long time. And we had a conversation the other day where he was like, do you see now? what it's been like for me <laughs> and he wasn't like being a jerk about it he was just sort of like this is tough at night and tell me I wasn't crazy for thinking that this was hard and I'm like I can't believe you've done this on your own for a full year while I'm just like at work drinking coffee having a nice time so it was like the opposite for us because he had been doing this huge job and 
it's not that I took it for granted necessarily, but it was more along the lines of, well, yes, your job might be hard, but also I have a hard job too. I have the mornings and I have this and I have getting the dinner ready. Da, da, da. So, so yeah, in our case, it was like sort of like recognizing like, hey, I've been doing this really hard thing. Aren't you glad that I've been doing this really hard thing? And I'm like, holy smokes. I can't believe I've just been like a little bit ignorant to it yeah. the whole time of how difficult it is. I, it opens up your eyes when you have to. And right? like in our case, it was doing it kind of on your own. And I like just having Joey in the living room to play with two children while I changed a dirty diaper yeah. for the third child. <laughs> like when that's not there, like, you know, or just to cuddle him. When that other person isn't there, it's like you're trying to like fight them off yeah. and they all want to mom sitting on the floor again it must be time to play you know <laughs> um and like grabbing the diapers and we're working on that right now nope that's a dirty diaper um we used to have a changing table in our living room when they were little but as they've gotten bigger and also have bigger toys that they have like i was yeah. like well that can come out it'll be fine and most of the time it is until you're sitting there on your own and <laughs> it might be a doozy of a blowout that you're trying to take <laughs> care of um, it just, you really sometimes don't realize how much the, or exactly what the other person's doing until mm -hmm. it changes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I guess on the silver lining side, you've gotten more time with them in this first year than you could have ever hoped for. That's probably been pretty cool. That is, I've said that before. Yeah. Obviously I don't want people being sick. I don't, you know, it, this has impacted us in a way that no one ever expected but it's been so nice that I've been here and I've heard them say mama and dada for like the first time mm -hmm. I've seen them walk I've gotten to see that progression yeah um there's just so much developmentally that happens in this first year that I've been able to be around to see yeah um and that I mean I was planning on working and I thinking back I would have missed all of that it's I'm thankful that I have a job that I was able to still, you know, somewhat do a job, you know, like, and I say that, yes, we were working. Um, I just sometimes feel like we could have made more of an impact, obviously seeing people yeah. face to face, you know, we were really trying to do what we could, but I got to see that with my children. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think I saw Everett walk for the first time because I was home. Um, I've heard more of his first words than I ever heard of Abe's, you know, mm -hmm. because I've been home. Uh, and I've never been the person who wanted to stay home. You know, it's not really my jam. But, but I'm like, I'm really, really relieved that I had those sorts of things. You know, just, you definitely don't know what you're missing. But then also if you spend a lot of time thinking about what you're missing, that's not good either. Mm -mm. You know, you can't sit at work and think about what you're missing. Right. You just have to keep it moving. But so are you at like at this moment, like no official decisions have been made, but you're planning on potentially going back to school in the fall. Are like, how are you worried about health wise and your exposure or like, like, where's your head at with that? I am. Um, I think I project it more onto me being a carrier of it, which yeah. I don't know necessarily 
I, I should probably be more worried about my health, but bringing it home to the kids, bringing right. it to my mom and dad, bringing it to, you know, to our loved ones and then them suffering the consequences. Because if you think about it, the access that you have to people in a school, there are so many people, you know, and it, I've always said it doesn't necessarily make me worry like the first generation of people I see like if I see you but I don't know where all of the people that I've seen you have been Mm -hmm. and you Mm -hmm. know just how fast it could grow that way (laughs) and when you put 1200 people in a building I don't know what that looks like um they have three different plans that they're trying to work through um and so you know staying home doing a like hybrid of you know some students coming back some days staying at home others or um being full full on back in the building so they have those plans that they've pulled together uh they won't make the choice i'm sure until much later and even Mm -hmm. if they were to make that choice now i'm sure it could change right um well we've watched things change even stuff the past has changed two so weeks. fast anyways right just in the past two weeks yeah i mean we we watched restaurants all open and then now they're closing again mm-hmm. and well and the restaurants that would open and then have cases and have to close just mm-hmm. specifically those locations you know right yeah Tell me more about the um, the first birthday party. So it was a Greatest Showman theme, and I feel like there was a story about why the kids love Greatest Showman. So as they were little, um, the they were just drawn to music. Even when, I will say, even when they were in my belly when I was pregnant, um, Dominic especially and Kelly would move when we would play music. Yeah. Um, so my sister was back, I think it was around Thanksgiving and she was like, Oh, I think they would love this movie. It has a lot, you know, a lot of movement, a lot of color. Um, which by this is a total side note. I had no idea babies could not see color until they were like seven months old or something. Really? Like that. Did you know that? No. Yeah. Apparently that's a thing. So I, the color no. maybe wasn't such a big thing at first, but as I knew, they got older. I knew they liked contrast, you know, where they, where you give them like the black yeah. and white swirl thing. And right. They're supposed to, but I didn't know. They, their eyes have to like develop to oh. see color. Huh. Crazy. Um, we thought Abram was colorblind for the longest time because he really? thought everything was green. <laughs> but I think it was just more of like a not knowing the words. Right thing. But, but yeah, we definitely had some questions for a while. <laughs> it worked out. <laughs> Just give us some time. It'll be fine. Um, anyway, so my my sister is like, I think they'll really like this movie. And like in the opening scenes, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie, yeah. but like it has some like bass that hits right away in the beginning. And even when they would be in like their swings, they would hear those first few notes of the music and they would like turn their heads. So, you know, that got a reaction out of them. So we we're like, oh, that's so cool. Like, let's yeah. keep watching it. Um, and they, we watched it at first, like multiple times a day. And then it turned into like, they would fall asleep to it. But then there were some songs that they really liked. So we would have to hurry up and fast forward through those songs if they were sleeping because we didn't want them to wake right. up. <laughs> um, and then sometimes we would come back around to it, but we wouldn't play the, that opening scene because that, you know, the loud music would get them. Right. Um, but if they were awake, they loved it and would like smile at it. So that was cool to see. Um, at this point, 
we've backed off. It was nightly, and now we've backed off a little bit more. Sometimes okay. we just do the sing-along YouTube versions, which helps me out because I can actually sing the songs halfway right. Um, so if you, I mean, if we just put it on, the kids will start dancing at this point. The kids will start like singing along yeah. with it. It's really sweet. So it's been a big part of our life, <laughs> all of our life. So. I thought what a perfect yes. thing to do some greatest showman. Super cute. And so did we do smash cakes? Did they smash? We did a cupcake for okay. everyone. So they had their own cupcake um, and their reactions were, they loved it. They really, we hadn't really avoided sweets completely. Like if it was around, they might get a little taste on their yeah. tongue. But um, this last weekend was the first time they got to take the fistfuls and lick off their hands and we came straight in and did showers real quick and did a little outfit change like and then went back out for for the rest of the celebration i actually uh, that's a, a little embarrassing i just wiped off cake handprint for my mirror today so that's been there for two days um so i had to make sure that i got that off but it was everywhere so to take a break from babies for a second, like how are you like physically feeling? Like, do you feel like, do you feel back to normal? I guess, like how long did it take for, do you feel like for your body to really recover from carrying three babies? Um, I still have like tailbone issues and I still walk like I have three babies sticking out of my belly. Um, so I have to consciously try to change that yeah. physically. Um, and I mean, I don't know that my stomach will ever look the same again, but None of what, us. <laughs> whatever, um, you know, so there's that. I think emotionally and even going back, I re-listened to our podcast from before just to really? rehash what we had talked about. Um, so I... I thinking about it I was able to talk about it a lot easier when I re-listened to it I like got teary-eyed and like would start crying in parts of it and I like what would kind of bothered you just like the whole NICU kind of experience and I will tell you that is the thing that has surprised me the most is mm. how that NICU experience will pop up out of nowhere um when I was there someone talked to me they were doing a study about like traumatic births and parents in the NICU and wanted to see if I would qualify and I was like oh you know it doesn't matter if I feel like I know the right answers to this <laughs> to know like if yeah. I qualify for this you know and she was like no we'll just talk to you and I remember thinking at the time like this wasn't traumatic like I knew exactly what was gonna happen like you had a scheduled C-section right. I knew everything went how it was supposed to the kids are doing all right you know um, it has been probably within the last couple months, I've just talked to some different new moms who had babies in the NICU and I would just be texting them like, Hey, you just wanted, you know, to check in like, and I would find myself sobbing on the couch. Wow. Like I apparently like the PTSD from the NICU is a real thing. And my, it wasn't that traumatic. Like, where is that coming from? You know? Um, so that was something that I didn't expect. We, when we went back the other day to the hospital, and I don't remember doing this for the first appointment that we went back, um, but driving into the parking ramp, tears. Like getting off of the elevator and there's a little coffee shop in the children's hospital right off to the left. And like 
the smells of the coffee shop and seeing it, like it flashed me back and I had tears in my eyes again. And it's just, my kids did very well while they were in the NICU. They, you know, there weren't any huge things, but they still were sick. Like they still needed to get stronger is the Mm -hmm. biggest like thing that you have to think about. And I don't, I don't know where that all resurfaces from. So it catches me off guard. Um, I was talking to my sister about it who stayed with me in the NICU while Joey went back to work and they would flip-flop weekends and during the week. Right. Um, and she's like, um, they live in Kansas City, so they drive past Iowa City to go home. And she was like, when we drove home, she thought it was around Thanksgiving. She was like, I started to say, oh, there's where we... And she's like, I couldn't finish the sentence because I started crying. Wow. So like, I... I think it's just living it. I think I put up a buffer. Like I didn't allow my mind to think that far out about the fact of what was actually happening. Like, mm-hmm. you know, self-preservation there. Um, I didn't have the brain space to think about let everything sink in um, until later. So I think that's kind of why it's coming out now. Yeah. I think maybe the word that's throwing you off just might be like traumatic, you know, mm-hmm. cause maybe it wasn't traumatic, but I mean, it was a life changer, you know what I mean? And it was such like this defining period, Mm -hmm. you know? So like the impact of this place, even if it wasn't full-blown trauma, the impact of this place and this period in your life is just, yeah, I don't know. And and I didn't have any, um, you know, huge NICU stays or anything like that, but sometimes I will either just like get the goosebumps or tear up a little bit just driving past Genesis East Mm -hmm. and I was there for three lousy days like Mm -hmm. it wasn't that big of a deal but yeah I think it's 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 just got to be this this thing happened to me in this building Mm -hmm. and I I walked in that place one way and I left a different way sure it was just the life changer yeah experience you know which you know it's like makes you feel dumb because you could never explain it to your kid like you know it's just the hospital where they were born like Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter you know like I've seen the hospital where I was born like okay no big deal but like when I look at that place it's like wow okay I don't know why this happened (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's you know it just Mm -hmm. big things happen to you there right you know yeah and it changes your whole course of life yeah like it's not just the those days yeah it's the rest of your life that will be different for sure for sure yeah oh gosh no I've totally lost my train of thought oh one thing that you do on um, Instagram that's really cool is you do like a little triplet tip Tuesday and that I mean you've been doing that fairly regularly since the beginning and I always find it fascinating like what the tip of the week is gonna be how do you come up with that stuff um I surround myself with smart people. <laughs> it doesn't all come from me. I'll tell you that. Um, some things I kind of figure out. You know, it kind of all started with me realizing that I had people suggesting things of maybe things to try. And at first, and I still kind of fall into this, I will be honest, but I would be like, no, I'm not doing that. And especially because you told me that, I'm not going to do it. So it started off kind of as like a little joke of like, hey, like, I know you might not want to hear this right now, but maybe someday in the future or maybe later, if you decide, it might help you. I don't want to force this on you, though. Um, But just in, like, 
terms of feeding the kids and taking care of three babies and the like you said the routine of things that we finally got down i was had some i, I have one twin mom who would ask some questions that i made friends with you know or i've been in contact with some new triplet moms um that there's actually a little group of us that will you know just send messages yeah. back and forth to be like hey <laughs> i don't know who else to ask about this um but just putting the tips out there as little fun things um I think they're getting to a fun age now to have some more exciting tips. Um, and I try to do it regularly. I, there are some weeks that I miss and sometimes I'm like trying to survive. <laughs> if you don't see, don't see a tip, you might want to check on me just to see if I'm okay. <laughs> um, like, here's my tip. I need to make it through the day and that's it. Um, sometimes I'm soaking in the moments. Um, I can think of, you know, as around the holiday season, I think I kind of backed off of it a little bit just because I was, you know, spending some family, yeah. family time. Um, but I think we're going to start exploring some sensory stuff. So oh, that will be fun, right? <laughs> um, which I'm not sure how to do with three little one-year-olds. Um, we tried one of the things at the Iowa City appointment was like, well, when, kids, when the kids stop putting everything in their mouth, like try coloring and try doing the other yeah. things, which I would watch some of the developmental things that they would do at the appointment and I'd be like, oh, they don't like, we've never tried that before. Am I supposed to be trying that? Coming back to like the pressure of things mm -hmm. like, oh shoot, I, I need to try having them color on paper. Why haven't I done that yet? They're 11 months old. Um, I don't know that you're supposed to, but I think they were just trying to gauge where they were. Um, but we tried having all three of them color with like those markers that don't only color on the special paper. Oh, yeah. uh -huh. We tried doing that the other day with all three of them at the same time and it was a train wreck. So sensory <laughs> uh, play I feel like is gonna be something to explore maybe yeah. in a smaller scale. I don't know, we'll see what happens. We did some finger painting the other day, which that worked out okay. Um, yeah, I don't know, I've just come across some things and even seen things on Pinterest and I'm like, hey, we'll put that out there and we'll share it. See if anyone else can use it. Yeah. If not, just ignore it. If you yeah. don't want to hear any tips and <laughs> you think everyone else is crazy for what they're suggesting, <laughs> that's okay with me. <laughs> so when you were pregnant with the triplets, I know that you were like really active on Facebook with the different groups you had connected with. Are those still relationships still exist? And are they um, a lot of the geniuses that you've gotten some ideas from? Uh, and, they are definitely yeah. some, yeah. Um, there is a small group of us in the Quad Cities. Uh, as triplet yeah. moms, we've actually met to go out to dinner together and that sort of thing. So um, they've been a great, great support system. Um, every year they come up with a new group. So like I'm a part of the 2019 triplet moms across the world, actually. There are some that are overseas um in the group also um that it's just nice because all of our kids are at the same stage yeah. um so you know i have a support group that has kids that's older who might have you know the the hindsight hey you might want to yeah. try this um and then i have a group of people that are together you know same going through the same struggles yeah so what are your thoughts on like, and obviously they're still really little and plus like our world situation is nuts, but what are your thoughts on like making sure the kids get like the individual time? I mean, we were talking about earlier about, you know, they, they're not used to playing alone. They all mm -hmm. crowd in together. Um, 
yeah, have you given any that any of that any thought? We, I have, especially after this last appointment where I realized we sit down on the floor to read a book and everyone is just kind of around, you know, but the kids don't necessarily get their turn to point at a picture. That was a big thing. Point at the picture and say what it is. Yeah. Um, so that they can learn the different words and have exposure to different things and then connect it to, you know, okay, so here's a bear in the book. Look, there's a bear on TV or in Scott County. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Walking across my aunt and uncle's farm. But oh, no kidding. Mm, oh my gosh. It was across the back. Yes. Um, so just realizing that we don't have, we've tried to give everyone all the attention that we can. Um, I've tried to, when they wake up from their naps, they don't all wake up at the same time yeah. all the time. So it, it's been nice to get those little pockets of like, okay, I'm gonna cuddle just you um, right now. I've realized maybe we should cuddle and read a book <laughs> because that is someone on one time. Um, I've tried to do more in their high chairs just because like I said, if I sit down on the floor, they know I'm down there to play. You know, mm -hmm. we, I spend a lot of time on the floor and they crawl all over me and whatever. So to try and sit and work with one kid learning these different things, right. it doesn't really happen because I have someone else who's, you know, pulling my hair or whatever, mm -hmm. um, which is, I'm ready for that stage to be over. And like, <laughs> look at this fistful of hair. They're getting much better, but it's usually up all the time. Um, we, Joey used to always talk about like, just taking one child out and ha going on a little adventure, mm -hmm. um, going to the store together. It hasn't happened. Right. Like you said, just with the state of everything, that has not happened. He will take like one child outside and kind of walk around, you know, um, walk to grandma and grandpa's or that sort of thing. So, yeah. um, but we really haven't had the opportunity, um, especially with it just being me here. You know, I could, mm -hmm. I guess I could bring, see if grandma and grandpa would watch the other two and go and do something with right. just one kiddo. Um, I tried taking their pictures the other day with just me here. <laughs> So I like had, which don't say that out loud, the air conditioner was on, but all the doors were open so I could hear if anything yeah, was happening yeah. and I was right outside and I would like run one kid outside and try and take some cute pictures and then run them back in to the, where they're gated in the living room and then grab the next child. Um, which I'm sure that wasn't a great time to them to spend one-on-one -on -one time with mom as I'm like, oh, look over here and making noises and looking like a fool. So. Yeah, that's something that we think about too because kind of what I was saying earlier about making sure that they both have the same number of positive interactions mm -hmm. and they're not we're not always yelling at one or stopping one from exploring this, but we're seem to be allowing the other one, you know, and I'm sure we're going to fail at that miserably over the years, but yeah, it's it's not just like not just the attention but making sure that it's like positive attention. Yeah. You know. So, yeah, yay fun. Mm -hmm. um, let's see, what else did I want to cover with you? So, it, at the end of the year, you were my number one episode. You are still the reigning number oh, one man. most downloaded episode. So, I'm excited for people to listen to this one. Um, and again, we got like back off track of you and back onto babies again. But uh, in our last episode, we talked a lot about your infertility journey and um, you were open about that. And I'm just wondering a year later now, 
where your head is with that and how you, um, I don't know, how you look back on those eight years mm-hmm. that you went through waiting for these babies to come. It's, and I, I don't, I say it a lot. It was worth it. Like it was worth the wait. And I think if you're a person who's going through that, try to just focus on what's in front of you, like what the next step is. Um, I've, since I've been more open about it and even more so since having the kids, I've made contact with a lot of people who are going through it. And I, I wish that, I don't know how to say it. I wish that I knew of like someone that I could just message and be like, Hey, like even doctor's visit wise, like, you know, to have just another person to kind of talk to about it. Um, so try and find someone, you know, mm-hmm. if you haven't. Um, and I think me finally being open with Joey, because at first I took on a lot of, I felt guilty. I took on a lot of that on my own. Okay. And I don't know what I thought would happen if I told Joey about it. You know what I mean? I was just very, I didn't talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but being more open with your loved ones about it, it, for me, it kind of gave me like a release and it like, they didn't like laugh at me. Like, not like I thought that they would, you know what I mean? I don't know why I was so scared to talk about it. Um, And I, I didn't necessarily like post about it the whole time on Facebook while I was going through it, you know? So I finally got to that end goal of becoming pregnant. And then I started talking about it more. So I get it. I get while you're going through it, it's super hard. Um, I just try and find some support people mm-hmm. and focus on, try not to spin out about all of the things that could go wrong and try to focus on what your next option could be. Um, and also, you know, if you start to not have any options necessarily with you being the person who's pregnant, like there are other options too, if you really want to have a, a family, there mm-hmm. are you know, surrogacy and adoption and fostering mm-hmm. and you could still find it. So yeah. just don't give up the hope if you really want it. Yeah, I know it's been a difficult time for some people too because, you know, IVF and some of those fertility things were elective, you know, mm-hmm. and they were put on hold. And I've seen a couple people being open about it on Facebook about, you know, well, this was canceled and we're not, you know, and so it's just like another another way that quarantine has impacted so many people and their families and um yeah what else have um what have we not covered that we should get to because it's hard to recap an entire year in how long has this been an hour and seven minutes wow (laughs) it always flies it does it always flies it does you know um is there it's I was going to ask you, you know, like out of the 12 months, like which period of time has been the most difficult, but it doesn't even make sense because the quarantine threw that all up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I would say we're in a little bit of a sweet spot right now, um, which I joked with the other triplet moms. I'm like, yes, but the rate that I'm saying like, no, and like, don't do that. And it, that's growing really fast. That's going up yeah. really, really quick. But they finally they know how to put their pacifiers back in their mouth 
That's huge. Huge. <laughs> They're holding their own bottles, which that took probably longer than it should have. But per, I, we just got to the point. I was like, okay, today's the day. Like you're gonna figure it out. <laughs> so they finally started doing that. Um, we're able to like lay down just on the carpet. I used to always have boppy loungers that I would put them on to feed them. Within the last few days, we've really tried to get away from those yeah. and just kind of, you know, wherever we're at, we can lay down and have a bottle, um, which now we start trans transitioning out of bottles. So now yeah. that we're finally getting, like I said, we're getting that routine down and it's going <laughs> to go out the door. Um, I think, I mean, People, I think, probably think, well, you don't get much sleep and whatever. I don't think that that was the hardest part, though. I think it was okay. more when they were starting to learn how to do the bigger things, like the sitting and the falling. That was hard for me. Okay. Um, because they didn't know how to fall the right way. And I, like, there were times where I'd be like, how many times can you bump your head and still be okay? Like, this has <laughs> happened so many times today. Um, I kind of laugh. So... Our nine-month appointment got canceled, um, so we ended up going in, and they were like 10 months old, and we went into that appointment, and Callie had a black eye. Um, Dominic had crashed into her right in front of me, like they were both on my lap, and they fell onto the boppy loungers. I watched it happen. Um, Dominic, I was going to buckle him in the high chair and I accidentally caught his little leg and he had a little like pinch mark and he had a little spot on his back that um like a birthmark that she was looking at and she you know looked at his leg and she was like oh he has one there too and then she went oh no that's a wound I was like oh yes that wound that I gave him um and then right before the appointment like it was like eleven twenty-eight. I wrote down the time Lincoln, I was standing in the living room eating chips and guac and Lincoln was in front of me and he toppled over and he hit our little fireplace and like had two big knots on his head. Oh. And I was like, will you please just check him for a concussion? Like, I'm so, and like that moment, I was like, I look like a terrible mother right now. Like here I am. And I, you can tell me, oh, just make sure you keep an eye on him. I was literally right, right. there in front of them for two of those. And I caused one of them right like, I, that was a rough time so nine months was a little rough yeah I would say in the last maybe two months I've taken Everett to daycare and had to explain bumps on the head and he is one of those kids I think he get the, got this from me where if he gets a mosquito bite it oh, no. swells up something fierce so yeah he had like this crazy shaped head for a couple days last week and I'm like okay well these are the red marks he currently has and here's how he got them and they're like okay because I'm always afraid that they're gonna not realize they're there and then suddenly be like wait what's you know, wrong did this happen? Right. You know, on our watch whatever so I'm like explaining all of his marks and I'm like oh my god this looks so bad <laughs> but thankfully there's a lot of kids around so they understand yes yeah um I don't know. I, like I said, I think we're in a little bit of a good spot right now. Just they're very cuddly and they're very like you can get them to laugh out loud and they will start. I move the couch out a little bit from the wall. Yeah. So they like crawl around the couch and they'll surprise each other and they'll start laughing oh. at each other. Um, Lincoln is like the best cuddler and he's just so they're all so sweet. Um, the other two don't cuddle quite as much. Ligan yeah. is more of the cuddler. So, you know, you get those sweet moments. Um, 
and just watching them interact you've talked about it before like you can just see their little brains like just start to put things together and it is a cool thing to watch and they're just growing really fast right now so i think so far this is one of my favorite stages yeah there is something about them turning one that feels like you are crossing the finish line like you're walking through a doorway that like that has been in the distance forever you know it does feel like a big accomplishment you know just just for you as a person even you know yeah so it makes me a little sad too to yeah. think about my I know babies are not babies anymore you sent that to me you're like you're toddlers and I was like oh, oh my gosh <laughs> no that was really really oh, harsh of me I really mine. <laughs> yes but well and especially because um you know with having triplets like your family is now complete Mm -hmm. you know what I mean so there won't be like another baby in the house right yeah that's not in our plan yeah so this is it so I'm again I'm just trying to soak up soak up the moments and hope that I don't mess them up too bad so right well you can't possibly (laughs) my last episode was about how not to make your child a silly serial killer so I, mean, so I think useful, we're both on the right track. Useful information there. Truly, truly. I just wanted to offer some tips. <laughs> Start doing a tip Tuesday and you can add those out there. Katie, thank you so much for catching up with me. Happy birthday, triplets. Thank you. You've made it the first year. It's a huge accomplishment and you have so many cool memories still to come. So I'm excited. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Bye. You have been listening to the WQAD Podcast Network.